scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. I invite you to turn with me in your Bibles if you brought one from home. Matthew 5, 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, will the meditation of all of our hearts and the words of my lips be pleasing unto you, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. So as I started to do research on this scripture passage, Matthew 5, 1 through 12, you go to the Bible when you start, right? You want to read the scripture, try to understand the scripture. Sometimes you go to the Bible. Sometimes you want to read it in different translations. You can go to your phone now with a little Bible app and find 30 plus different translations on the app. But even more interesting than how many different interpretations you can find on a website or an app is the incredible journey that these blessings, the Beatitudes, have taken. It's really remarkable. Jesus spoke these words while sitting on a mountain. Then they were passed on from generation to generation, rolled up into brittle parchment scrolls, archived in caves, bound later in heavy books, stored in monasteries, placed gently in holders, found themselves passed around in small tracts. Now they come up on a computer screen and on our phones. They have been translated and passed down. Small children have even chanted them or recited them, hoping for the gold star in Sunday school. Do you remember those days? I remember those days. We have recited them to one another in our Christian witness. What Jesus has said has been whispered and shouted, copied and hidden. They've now moved to us again. For our consideration, words of Jesus to his disciples, to those who follow. The Beatitudes, blessings, things that can only come as a result of grace. Something bestowed upon another something received from another, something wonderful but undeserved. As one person put it, a blessing is something that cannot be pursued but could only be received as a gift. 
You cannot reach out and grab a blessing from God. And at the same time, when God sends one, we do not shove it away or refuse it. From biblical tradition, we learn that God can be seen time and again as one who makes promises to bless. He made a promise to Abraham and Sarah and to their descendants who numbered more than the stars in the heavens. From Abraham's call to Moses as leading God's people out of bondage in Egypt. From the kings of Israel to the voices of the prophet. From the coming of Jesus our Savior to the preaching of Paul the Apostle. All depends on promise. This is a God who is not only a maker of promise, but a God who can be trusted to keep those promises. The Beatitudes are signs of God's promises being fulfilled. God comes to bless. The Beatitudes are announcements of God's favor. Now, lest there be any confusion as we read these verses and learn to apply them to our own lives, it is essential that we recognize that these blessings appear at the very beginning of a sermon by Jesus, before any specific instruction is given. These Beatitudes were reserved only for the deserving, the worthy, they likely would be placed at the very end of a sermon, probably with some conditional phrase. If you have done all these things, then blessings on you. Well, that's not where it is, is it? No, it's at the beginning. They say that God's favor precedes all our endeavors of faithfulness. So these words are a promise to God's people. Blessings to you. Even though you might find yourself poor, in mourning, or persecuted, Jesus himself affirmed this understanding when he quoted Isaiah for the very first time. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to bring good news. Blessings. And to be blessed is to know that we are included in the coming reign of God. In fact, all our efforts at kingdom living are in response to God's divine grace. It's because of God's grace we are enabled to be merciful, pure of heart, and yes, peacemakers. So we are the blessed, simply because as his disciples, we follow. So we should not be worried when we are poor in spirit. Neither should we concern ourselves when we mourn. Meek, meekness, gentleness, don't feel punished or abused. Hunger and thirst for righteousness has already been rewarded. No matter where we are, who we are, what we have done, what our concerns are, which in this day and age can be a whole lot, right? We are blessed. For goodness sake, friends, don't beat yourself up and fret about when we feel we don't match up to God's expectations. One guy was in theological graduate school working toward his doctorate degree 
the professor kept calling him Dr. Jones. He wanted to correct the professor. I'm not a doctor. I haven't earned my degree yet. I don't think you should call me that. The professor responded, well, in the African-American church, we are not content to call you what you are, but instead call you what we believe one day you will be. Blessings, my friends. Unexpected, yet they're blessings nonetheless. So friends, as we ready ourselves for communion, might I remind you of who you are and continue to grow to become blessed. You are God's congregation gathered here this morning. God loves and adores you. God wants only the very best for you. God esteems you worthy, not just of God's attention, but of God's blessings. So as we come, think of where most recently you have experienced God's blessing. When was the last time you felt beatitude in your heart? You become sometimes what others believe. And one day, you will become more like God. Come to the table, friends, blessed by God. Blessed by God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.